Hi, Editing Zach here. Just wanted to let you know real quick that the opening is this huge conversation. The cold open is this huge conversation between me and Neil about the Continental, uh, the John Wick series that aired on Peacock. It's like a three-episode, all-movie-length uh, series. Um, it has just tons of spoilers in it, just absolutely astronomical amounts of spoilers. So... If you would like to, for whatever reason, skip that, if you jump to about nine minutes in, you'll skip any spoiler territory about it. Thank you very much. And I hope you enjoy the episode. I'll tell you one thing that I have been wanting to ask you about, because I'm sure you've seen it. Hmm. Continental. Oh, yeah, I have seen it. Um, I, I want to... You've seen the whole thing now, right? I've seen the whole thing. Watched them all okay. on the day they released. So, if for no other reason than I have a role playing game that I run in John Wick universe, <laughs> I need to know yeah. the info. So, overall, what did you think? Um, it's not great. Uh, which no. sucks. <laughs> no, it's not. It's kind of a bummer <laughs> for me. I think first of all. The biggest thing that's cool about John Wick is there's no wasted motion, like, in any of the movies. Even when there's, like, filler comments, it's it's still, like, constantly propelling you forward through the storyline. You know what I mean? Even the most bloated three-hour one, which was the fourth one, was just constantly moving forward. Stuff. Yeah. Um, I, f I felt like I could have taken the three mini-movies that they did as the Continental. I could have cut them down into 40 minutes each and uh, uh, made a, made an okay movie. But the other thing I didn't like about it was they had a lot of stuff in there that just didn't need to be there, like subplots that needed yeah. to be there, that, that extra storylines that just... There was like, why really do we care about this? They also uh, went over the top on some of the lore. And that's hard to believe because John Wick's kind of gone over the top on some of the lore. But, like, some of the stuff that they did, I'm like, man, this, like, you went too far too fast. Like, that's the beauty of John Wick is it's this slow burn into ridiculousness, you know? Uh, whereas, so it's slowly, like, you're the lobster in the boiling water. You're slowly becoming, like okay, there's these coins and everybody's a hitman and stuff like that. To the point when you get to the fourth movie and they just literally gunfight through Paris for an hour, doesn't even phase <laughs> you. With this one, it was like instantaneous they were doing some stuff that was just so over the top. Um, the other thing, the first two movies have almost no action in them. And the action that's in them mm. is very unbalanced. To have the, the third one, which does have some really good action scenes... And has a lot of action, but again, you're not really attached to a lot of the characters because they haven't given them time to develop. You've had weird subplots about like uh, cultural appropriation and uh, this insane gun that would never work <laughs> in real in the real world ever. And then there's this uh, this this whole like space age computer system that I'm like this is what is happening and then like a character that's just there to spout numbers that has no backstory or anything is just there and then like there's an escape pod at one point and like I will say there are some upsides number one the guy who plays Winston does an amazing job through the entire movie he's really mm -hmm. good there's a side character called Lemmy who's really entertaining every yeah. time he's on screen he doesn't get enough time but 
when he's there, he's really good. And, and then, then just, Mel Gibson going batshit fucking crazy for two yeah, episodes is yeah. I put that right into my veins. I don't care. Like he, I I love him just spouting insanity for two straight. And when the and that was the best part about the third one was like not even really the action. The action was good, but it was just like after every action scene, you'd cut to Mel Gibson like doing some weird space age drug. And then saying a bunch of stuff about God, like it was, it was that was the best part. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It didn't. It, I could have written that movie better and done it as one movie, you know. Yeah, I, I think, I think that first episode really set it up to be something that it absolutely the fuck wasn't. Um, the first episode was I, the worst one. Well, that's it. I I didn't think. I didn't think the first episode was the worst. Um, the first episode, like the the part where they're setting everything up with the uh, getting the heist ready to go. Yeah. With Frankie going the through. The opening and 15 like, minutes was like, oh, yeah. yes, I'm yeah. in. This yeah. is great. We had a John Wick gunfight. This is great. Yes. And then everything. That was another part of the first one that I hated is uh, if this makes it on the show, spoilers for the Continental first episode. But... Frankie has a gunfight in the first 15 minutes that's John Wick to a T. Upstairs, he kills like 19 dudes before jumping out a two-story window and landing. Then that episode, that same episode, culminates in a car chase and a fist fight in a hotel. The car chase is cut terribly so that we don't get to see anything happening in the really cool car chase. And then after the car chase is over, Frankie fights two guys and gets the shit kicked out of them. They're not even like named characters or anything. He just, he has a hard time with two guys. I'm like, dude, like 80 minutes ago, you killed 17 guys with a tie. Like why, why (laughs) now can't you fight? You know? Uh, And like, it was that, like it was just so unbalanced and off. You know? Yeah, the big thing, like, I was okay with the drama because, like, I liked getting to know Winston's backstory and everything. Yeah. But there's a lot of shit, like, I feel like did not either pay off uh-huh. or make sense in the end. Or need um, to be there. Or need to be there. So, like, the coin press. Okay, they've got the coin press. But that this doesn't is make big. sense. This is important. Huh? That doesn't make sense. If you watch yeah. the, the John Wick movies... He doesn't press the coins on site. They never press the... They actually, right. in three, they go to a whole other country to yeah. talk to the dude who makes who the, coins, the coins. And, and he even says, this is the only place the coins come from. So why the fuck does crazy-ass Mel Gibson have one in the 70s, you know? Yeah, and then, like, they set up... Uh, uh, what's what's his name? Carmack. Carmack's his name. Mm-hmm. They... They set him up to be like this, like crazy guy, but has a level head. Like at the very beginning, he's like, "Oh, that's right, I can't kill on continental grounds." He's like, right. "But you know, it would be really, really bad if somebody just jumped off the ledge." I thought that was the, a cool scene, building. actually. That yeah. was cool, yeah, because it like it made sense with everything. And then he's just like, "Duh, fuck it, I'm just gonna kill dudes." Like, yeah, yeah, sure, he's sure, like he got marked. Like the adjudicator didn't even need to be there, right? Um, right. She was just there to get again. Spoilers. Shot in the end. Like, like uh, why? Yeah. Why even have her there? She wasn't cool. She didn't do anything. She just like 
And every and it, scene with the adjudicator could have been cut out and made more room to explain anything else going on, you know? Right. And then even at the very end, like, I guess because we're just talking about the whole thing now, I guess spoilers again. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> at the very end, whenever he when Winston takes over and everything uh, and he's straight up like, oh, I took the hotel and she's like, well, you know, yeah, you took the hotel, but. The high table is the one that makes the final decision on that. And the act apparently of him killing her, like, I mean, I'm glad that they made it a point to show him stepping off the steps right. to show his intent. I yeah. thought that was cool. I did too. But at the same time, like, just shoots her in the face and then is just like, and this is how Winston gets gets the hotel. Like, he just, yeah, he, he just takes over. It. The adjudicator says, no, that's not how this works. Yeah. And the chauffeur guy, basically, I guess what goes back to the high table and is like, hey, there's a, guy, a new guy in charge now. And they're like, OK. Yeah. If you wanted <laughs> to do movies, you could have done a whole movie that was just him taking the hotel. Time to get your fix. It's a horrible gaming podcast. Not good, it's not great. Horrible gaming podcast. It's not even what you would call fair. It's really not that good. Horrible gaming podcast. Hello, my name is Zach Rye with Old Man Gaming, and you, dear listener, have chosen for whatever reason to listen to another horrible gaming podcast. I am not alone. Usually, I am never alone. With me is Neil, aka Tiny Wizard, and we're gonna do a gaming podcast today. Uh, it's probably not gonna be a very good one. Probably might be a little bit short. Although now that I've said it on actual live air, it's gonna be like fourteen hours long. Yeah, because you've done the thing. You've done but the thing. I've got dare. to say, we don't really have a lot to talk about. It actually has been a pretty short, small news week as far as it goes, as far as my concern, anyway. Uh, and Neil actually has like six uh, newsy bits. I don't have any, so we're just going to be overtly loquacious, which neither one of us has a hard time doing. Uh, so, uh, so with fan traction and newsy bits, so that's what you're in for. But before we get into that, we've got to thank the people who make this possible. Number one, above our ugly mugs is a custom graphic. Uh, that custom graphic is provided to us by Mr. Mark Bell. We thank him for that. And, of course, the theme song for this show and all of the shows here at Old Man Gaming is provided by the man who makes the music, my brother, Nick Van Sliders. We thank him for that. I also want to do a special top-of-the-show plug. You guys, please give me the leeway because I don't usually do this. But I have a gaming company, not a video game company, a role-playing game company called Axiom Games, LLC. Uh, we've talked about this any long time listeners has seen some of the ridiculous ads me and Phil have done. Uh, we have released a new game system, a new role playing game system called single mod on itch.io. So if you are interested in a rules light home brewer forward sort of system, gaming system, please go to itch.io, go into the search bar and type single mod i am the we are the first game that comes up and it is only six dollars only six dollars uh so yeah sorry for the early plug but i'm really excited that that's out i'm trying to make that a business so i gotta get that out there 
With that said, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back with Fan Traction. Horrible Gaming Podcast. Brings us to Fan Traction, ladies and gentlemen. Our first segment, our most important segment, that's where we, the co-hosts, we talk to you guys, the fans, we read out your comments, we talk about them, all that fun stuff. So let's get into it. Right off the bat, Jason says, My brain has been stolen by Cocoon. It may return in a week. Yeah, indie game getting a lot of hype from the makers, I think, of Inside. Yeah, what, I is, what is that? I've I don't know. I'm never going to play that. It's, it's, it's not a game for me. I, I watched one trailer and I was like, no, that's not a Zach game. It's like a weird, puzzly game thing with no meaning or whatever. Like, yeah, that's not me. That's not me. All fairness, I know it's a great game. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying, for Zach, that's not a Zach game. That's not what he's going to do. I don't want to play a game and end it and just sit there thinking for like the next five days what it meant to me and how my life has changed by it. No, that's not for me. It's not for me. Uh, William Holwin, next. Hi! Exclamation point. Happy belated birthday, Zach. You, you are now the answer to everything. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy represent. Nice, Will. I appreciate it. I know Neil doesn't get it because I've he doesn't get anything. I've seen the movie. It's been a long time Which since I've seen movie? the movie. None of the movies are good compared to the book, dude. There's, there's. I yeah. I've, don't I've read the book. Too. Get the fuck out of here. Um, I mean, don't. We still have to do a podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's like <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> this goes I'm like, all right, well. Uh, on your AAA graphic point, yeah, we've come a long way graphic-wise since the NES. I think it's enough for now. I want good gameplay and games that don't need 200 gigs on my PlayStation. God. Amen. Amen. Let's take it paragraph by paragraph if we have to. Yes. And... And just, can I say, I feel like the entire world is starting to echo this. I feel like the people who are truly concerned with graphics are the people, are the AAA CEOs. I don't, I don't think it's anybody else because you look at the real hit games. I mean, yes, there's been a few, but, though, but have they been hits because of their graphics? Like, is Baldur's Gate 3 a hit because of its graphics? Nope. No! It's because of the gameplay. Like, people want gameplay. They want their game experience to be good. They don't really care what it looks like as long as it makes sense within the game. It's just period. Um, continuing. Uh, unfortunately, nowadays, physical media is an illusion of ownership. It, it is. It absolutely is. Everything's an illusion of ownership. There's, we're just leasing our lives, period. GameStop next, game, next name. <laughs> GameStop dog food store now. <laughs> I mean, they were kind of doing that during COVID. We yeah. talked about it. Extensively, oh yeah, all sorts of weird stuff they were selling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he then continues. Of course, you have an advantage uh, if you play as player one in MK One. The hint is in the freaking title. <laughs> nice joke. Uh, for my off-topic th topic this week, I need to shout out TMNT Splintered Fate. It's like Hades, but in the TMNT universe. It plays well. It's challenging. All voice acted. Story's great. I only have good things to say. Parentheses. Oh, and it has online multiplayer. Oh, that's fucking sweet. It's an Apple Arcade exclusive for now, 
but keep your eyes peeled for it. No way it won't release on other platforms. It's so amazing. I have made a video on it if you're curious to see what it looks like. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for now. Uh, hashtag you pay or you go away. <laughs> you go away. Uh, I'm going to say this. Uh, Will, I didn't want to comment on the video until I got all the way through it, and I'm awful about returning to videos, and I have watched like 10, 15 minutes of it, and it's a 42-minute video. Uh, yes, that game looks freaking awesome. It absolutely does. I'm hoping it comes somewhere else because... I love Ninja Turtles. I love the Ninja Turtle beat-em-ups. I want to see Ninja Turtles in other places. I feel like because the Ninja Turtle beat-em-ups are so well looked on nostalgically, everybody who makes a Ninja Turtle game feels like it has to be a 2D brawler or why bother, which is just not... There's so many options for Ninja Turtles that you could make. I, you know what I still want? I still want an open-world Ninja Turtle game where you get to create a mutant animal. That's what I want. I'm very curious to see what that last Ronin is going to be like. I, because... I will say that does look good. I Again, well, I don't want to say again because I, I don't know if it's going to be a brawler. I, I think it'll... I'm hoping it'll be a little bit closer to, like, uh, uh, Ghosts of Shishima. Something They've like already that. said it's going to be like a God of War style. Right, right. I just like, we don't really have any proper TMNT games in, in the base TMNT universe. Like why, I'm gonna, I might get pitchforks. Look, Last Ronin's is a great story. I'm not saying it's not. It's just for me, I would love a AAA Ninja Turtles game that doesn't isn't already in their apocalypse world like can we get just the four turtles doing cool four turtle things that's not a 2d brawler that's like you know what i mean that's like a big triple a experience that would be what i want you know a little bit more than the last ronin i'm of course gonna play last ronin there's no question but like and i'm i'm hoping very much it will be good but you see what i'm saying like i, I want that like big tmnt experience you know you know it seems almost ripe for something in the vein of uh gotham knights yes like, yes it, yes it's it's there it, it's where you I can mean, create your own fuck's yeah. sake yeah exactly <laughs> exactly i again what i want open world tmnt universe you can play as the turtles or you can play a completely new mutant and like the story kind of is different however you do it i think that would be so fucking cool like to just run around the city you know what i mean as whatever mutant animal you end up becoming i think that'd be sweet as shit all right <clears throat> so to continue uh okay uh, i'm gonna read this one and then i'm gonna read my response before we respond to it uh live uh asylum 66 call of duty charges ten dollar ten bucks for a skin in that line of thinking ten bucks for texas chainsaw uh, for a Texas Chainsaw character that has its own unique powers is a good deal. Dead by Daylight charges 8 and you get the survivor and killer. Now 10 per character looks bad. On top of that, only tug one person... Only tug one person... Oh, I get what you say. Only one person can play the new character uh, on a group. 
So you pay 10 bucks to randomly get a chance to play, play them. Not sure what I'm trying to say, uh, just trying to look at it from all angles. Uh, I responded, it's bullshit pricing with no in-game currency to earn them. DBD Dead by Daylight has an in-game currency. Granted, the grind is nuts, but they still have one. You can't earn the licensed characters, but you can earn their original characters. Also, what Dead by Daylight and Call of Duty are do are also wrong, and I'm on record as saying so. Though at least Call of Duty's base experience, hashtag Battle Royale, is free. This is too high a price, objectively, by any angle as it stands right now. I, I see what Asylum was saying. He wasn't necessarily trying to go off on me or anything like that. My thing, my big problem with this is, and and I definitely hear what he's saying on the fact that, like, because in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you can't, two people can't play the same character, like Dead by Daylight. So, like, if you buy a new character and you're on a team and the other person picks the character first, you can't play him. Nobody can play duplicate characters. So $10 becomes shit if you only release one character and everybody wants to play him. Everybody's just fighting over playing him. Uh, but the real problem I have here, Asylum, is there's no way to grind these characters out. There's no way to get them, and that's the real problem. Again, uh, Dead by Daylight has an in-game currency. It, it's insane high amounts to get the characters. Like, absolutely, like, hours and hours and hours of grinding. But there's a way to earn it. Call of Duty has a battle pass, and its base experience is free, relatively. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and this could change in the future, but as far as I know right now, has no in-game currency, no way to grind out these characters or new content in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it is just a monetary investment period on a game that already costs $40. That, to me, is just bullshit, period. Yeah, whenever you have, like, I'm okay with occasionally, you know, like, special cosmetics, not being able to grind that stuff out. I get that. I'm cool right. with that. Um, but, you know, having a game that's like a... What what I guess freemium is the best way to describe it that has a general entry fee to it and then stupid things like you had mentioned where like yeah pay for characters but yeah. you can only have one person on the team at any right. given time playing as that character like you're wasting your money yeah um I personally uh I personally think that they should put the grind for unlocking things that are unlockable by a grind at a lower level because it used to be like that. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, if you put it, if you give somebody the option to pay for something instead of grind out for it, they're going to pay for it. If they're going to pay for it, no amount of grinding yeah. is going to change any. Like I if, wouldn't pay for it. So I would grind it. Yeah. Right. If if it's a grind that'll take you two hours or a grind that's going to take you 10 hours, the fact that it's 10 hours isn't going to make me pay for it. If I'm going to pay for it, I'm going to pay for it. Them doing that, extending grinds on stuff like that, it has no real value overall. Um, now, having grinds that unlock a wealth of things over time... Halo Reach was a perfect example for that. You get credits, you save the credits, you buy the things. But there was a massive list of stuff to buy. 
right different armor pieces and variants and colors and armor effects and everything like that that's fine but if you have like you know six characters or whatever like six characters or six character skins uh-huh. you know but just making that grind be like you know a thousand hours per or something stupid i'm just throwing yeah. random numbers out there you're doing the same amount of work overall between those two games but you're actually seeing the fruits of the results overall and i think that's what they're using to try to push people to pay for things which is just just shitty i i mean if you want to charge for this kind of shit make the game free you know like we're not talking about like a one-time off DLC, you're literally, literally giving us a menu of shit that's going to be coming that all is going to cost money, you know? Like, there's... Like, like if they were... If they had said... Like, hear me out. If they had said, okay, so it was $40, you bought the $40 thing, our first big DLC is going to include a survivor, a killer, uh, a skin, uh, a, a fatality, uh, and... All of that, and then it's like $20. Okay, I'm in. It's a DLC. It's a full DLC. But now you're literally partitioning off each little thing that would come into a DLC for a game that's not free to play. It, like, in a games-of-service game, basically. You know? And I, I think that that's, that's the bullshit. Like, if you want to charge us a ton of back-end shit, make the base experience free. Period. And the vast amount of things that they're putting out now for, for like, DLC stuff yeah. and everything. Like, the most recent one that we were talking about was in Street Fighter VI, the Ninja yeah. Turtles stuff. Yeah. You're spending basically, what was it? It was, like, uh, $100 yeah. overall to buy all of the stuff, and that's the first pack that they've ever put out. Yeah. If you go to buy all the stuff associated with this game, they're expecting people to put in, what, like, five dollars $600 into a game? Yep. Sure, there's people out there that pay that sort of money for that sort of stuff that have the means to do so. But, I mean, there's other people like myself who, like, very rarely make in-game purchases at all on anything. Yeah, I I still think, and I I also think that in-game currency is something that has to be there if you're going to do something like this. It just has to. You cannot charge people up front and on the back end without giving them some way to earn it, even Mm -hmm. if... The person who's going to buy it is just going to buy it, and the person who isn't isn't. You have to do that anyway just to make people see that it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, you haven't done that. You've really said fuck off to everybody, and that's it's just not okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. And then finally, not sure that anyone cares, but Greg Nicotairo is a Hollywood special effects artist. He most... He most well known today for doing the zombies on The Walking Dead. This mm. exclusive skin is just a Greg version of Leatherface. The skin is not good enough to warrant sixteen dollars. Sad though, the chainsaw that comes with it is sweet. Okay, I may have been uh, slightly misspeaking on the whole Greg Nicotero thing. I thought there was a Texas Chainsaw Netflix movie that they made that everybody hated and that was the leather face that greg nicotaro uh um did uh that being said i could be mistaken this could be something just exclusive for the game that's like a premium content i still think it's too expensive um 
but that that's just what it is. I I was speaking from a place of like I thought they were charging an astronomical amount of money for a character from a movie nobody liked. <laughs> like nobody wanted, you know what I mean? Like the highest price thing is this, you know? Uh, I, so I might have just been wrong on that one as Adam because I'm not a horror buff, so sorry if I misspoke on that. And that is it for fan interaction. Unless you got something to add to that there, Neil. Uh, no, not really. It's just more frustration with <laughs> purchases <laughs> on in-game stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's really it. Um, all right, well, we're going to do a bunch of newses, I guess. Yeah, a bunch of newses. We're, we're going to say a lot of stuff. I mean, we've already said a lot of stuff. We already just, said a lot of stuff. More. We're going to say even more. Yeah, no false advertising here. We're going to we're gonna say a lot of words, and if you have a problem with that, you should stop listening. Uh, <laughs> if you don't like it, there will be a new episode next week. <laughs> Where we, We're still going to say a bunch of stuff, though, so... Uh, so if you don't like talking or words, this is not the show for you. It's just not the show. Um, all right, we'll be right back. Horrible Gaming Podcast. All right, that brings us to the news, I guess. Uh, this is where we collect <laughs> smaller headlines. Don't necessarily deserve their own talking point, although they're all getting a talking point today. And we just want to let you guys know about them, talk about them, and everything. I don't have any, but Neil's got six, and he says a couple of them are going to make me mad, and I'm sure they will. So we'll all have fun with that. Go for it, Neil. Well, I guess uh, let let's start with a nice little little appetizer okay. uh, before we get into the news, like the actual hard news stuff, because <laughs> I did kind of want to mention to you that uh, I did finally pick up Baldur's Gate three. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. You did say something about that. So. Yeah, uh, this is something uh, my wife and I are on vacation this week, and we figure we'd been talking about potentially pulling the trigger on it, and uh, we did decide to do so. So we picked up Baldur's Gate 3, and I finally got to experience it. Not a whole heck of a lot, to be fair, um, because uh, a good part of that was because character creation is very uh, in-depth, and the game is uh, buggy as all shit. Um, so, so, I mean, that part's pretty well known though. So, I mean, I mean, it's buggy because of the split screen from what I understand. Uh, yes, I haven't done anything single player, but I mean, so like a big, uh, some of the big issues that we were having, uh, one main problem was when we were doing split screen, uh, Kayla's camera was locking on me for no good reason whatsoever. (laughs) So, and it was only whenever, like, the, the game is, the game is very true to D&D. Like, I was astounded with how true it is to D&D. But we always ran into problems where if I went to go have a conversation with somebody, okay, um, who, who the other person is, like, has the option to still roam around, or they have the option to listen in on the conversation. Um, so anytime that she would listen in on the conversation after we snapped out of that conversation, her camera would be stuck on me. (laughs) So, uh, we have found no fix for this other than saving and loading the save. Oof. Um, there was, there was one time it for some reason accidentally popped back out, but there were three separate times where we dealt with that as an issue. 
Um, so a lot of bugs for the split screen. Yes, and my pause button went away. Just just went away. Uh, because at one point we were we we had decided like we were gonna pack it in for the night. And because I was player one, I was the one who was in control of all that sort of stuff. Uh, and to my surprise, I hit start to try to go to save and I could not. So we were forced to keep playing until an autosave happened. Oh no. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so uh, that aside, um, the game is, is absolutely excellent. Uh, as somebody who is pretty familiar with D and D overall, um, it, it's 100% true to it. All of the spells, classes, building the character, it's all identical to the game. You don't like roll your stats per se, but based off of your class, you get uh, a predetermined stat uh, build out based off of, you know, what's preferential for your character and what's considered a dump stat. Um, but then from there, your bonus points, they let you put in whatever you kind of want to put in up to a certain amount. So you can't do any sort of min-maxing to any degree. Okay. Is that, of course, uh, as a, uh, I decided to, to play a uh, red dragonborn barbarian named Tav. Okay. I was going to put everything into strength. Um, but it would not allow me to do so. Uh, it only kind of gated me up to a certain point with my stats, but mm. that was totally fine with me. Um, it was a little, it took me a second to kind of wrap my head around how to play the game. Okay. Because I had wondered how they gave you the ability to do literally anything that you wanted. Everything is based off of context, right? which is very interesting. So whenever you are interacting with things like you can choose to if you highlight something, you can go into your action wheel and like decide to attack whatever that thing is or um, try to, you know, jump towards something or uh, climb things, um, which led to uh, me accidentally killing Kayla twice. Uh, in, in the process of me trying to figure out what to do but everything plays straight up and down like a traditional tabletop game i have not gotten very far uh it was uh the guy's name just showed up it's asterian i think it is um an elf uh elf rogue okay kind of early on in it but i mean th this game i finally see what the hype is on this because i didn't really super follow it all I knew was, yes, D&D, &D, but video game. Um, and it very much is, yes, D&D, &D, but video game, but is just so free and allowing you. It, it just wants to tell you a story. Yeah. And you just do whatever you want to do with it. That's, uh, that's really cool. I have questions. Yes. Number one, when you're playing split screen, can you both make mm -hmm. characters? Yes. Number two. Can you both fuck different people? I believe. We have not encountered that yet, but I do believe. That's fucking cool. So you're relegated to the same party. You can't just move away from each other, right? Uh, we can to, really? to a degree. Yes. Yeah, okay. I can. But that is the one thing that, uh, that is one thing that I read is 
the lag and glitchiness starts to really <laughs> happen if you get too far away. Um, there's no moved, tether, but you don't want to no do that. But um, if if all things were perfect and uh, all systems were go, so to speak, uh, yeah, you can just go because I would uh, separate myself off in an entirely different room sometimes. Um, hmm. But yeah, it, it is. It really is. It it mostly delivers on its promise. Can. So let me ask you this. Can you play a multiplayer game over the internet? Like, do you have the capability to do that? Yes. Up to two players? Up to three players? Interesting. And you can still create your own characters and play in the same game? Yes. Maybe I need to get it and get a fucking show going with Philbilly. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that, I can was... play with you, that's for sure. I don't think there is crossplay. No. Yeah. I will say this: the one thing that makes me not want to do that, and Phil Billy, you know why? Phil Billy's a goddamn tryhard. He's got to play everything. I'm fucking hard. <laughs> everything. I'm not good at the game to start with, and then I'm struggling right off the bat. Phil's gonna just I, be like rescuing me the entire time if we do that show. <laughs> I will say, uh, I, I mean, I, we've only done like three encounters so far. Uh, and the difficulty seems to be kind of all over the place, at least from what I've experienced. Okay. Um, so like our first actual combat encounters, you start off straight up and down as a level one character. Um, and for anybody playing D and D, like it's not even your standard level one. It's like level one with one single solitary hit die plus your constitution modifier. Gotcha. That is it. So you are very squishy right off the bat. Um, interesting. But uh, the one of the encounters that we were in was objective based to where we basically had to get to the controls of a ship while there was a battle going on around us. And it says you have 15 turns to get to where you need to be. Well, that was simple. All I did was just dash straight through uh, over two turns. And that was it. I was hmm. there. I was done. Um, meanwhile, all the like things around us were like many levels higher than us. Yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, like a single intellect devourer almost TPK'd us. Hmm. Like, <laughs> it made no sense. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. Uh, I am considering getting it. I do have some Steam gift cards for my birthday. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the only thing is, is right now I'm really into Lamplighters League. And uh, I just kind of want to play that until I'm done. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. So... Uh... Let's get into the first uh, bit of newsy bits. And uh, the uh, first one is going to be the rumors floating around. At least uh, I, I don't think there's so much rumors. I think more so uh, warnings are that Microsoft is going to be closing the Activision deal this week. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, so uh, at least we can finally not have to talk about it anymore. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's the case, unfortunately, because I think once this thing goes through, uh, we're going to be talking about it more and more and more because this is I still feel like this is a linchpin 
feel like this is the 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 thing under the boulder that sets it rolling down the hill. And I think I think once this goes through, we're we're very much in trouble as consumers. Uh, no matter what you play on, whether it be PlayStation, you're gonna lose all the games. Whether it be Xbox, all the prices are gonna go up. Whether it be uh, a PC, um, because you're playing on either one, I think no matter what you do, you're gonna end up in a position where it, it, it's going to make it worse for you, and this is going to be the thing that starts that. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's true. Uh, I mean, I'd love it to be the case that we're done. At the very least, we could be done. But I don't, I don't think when something evil happens and it is successful and continues to happen that you can stop talking about it, you know? Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's... Uh, yeah, that's the thing is, I mean, I can't imagine, uh, I can't imagine that once this is done, that Microsoft is going to be ready to buy yet another company, uh, (laughs) because they have to chill after this. I mean, the government got involved this time. So, I mean, at least we know the new acquisitions are not going to be a thing. I don't, but yeah, I don't necessarily believe that, you know, thank, I I I don't, I I don't know. I feel like I would be taking crazy pills if, like, they announce, like, Activision or announce the uh, acquisition of Ubisoft. And it's just like, so, like, this this can't be real. They like, shot a man <laughs> in the face in front of a thousand witnesses, got arrested for it, and got acquitted. Why wouldn't right. they just go shoot another man in the face? Like, I don't, I mean, I, that's, like, there's that's... just no reason for them to stop. What's the FTC going to do? Sue them and lose again? Like, there are no companies out there that matter as much as Activision. So, like, we're at a position where, like, every company other than this is a blip on the radar. So you could just very, you could Pac-Man those little suckers up. Nobody's going to bat an eye until it's too late. This this was the time to stop them. The, I mean, yeah. oh, the yeah. only the only other thing that could really put them like, oh, this would stop them is Ubisoft. But they made that ridiculous deal with Ubisoft on the For streaming the rights, stuff, which yeah. which basically means that they're attached at the hip anyway without actually right. owning them. So they don't really need to buy Ubisoft anymore. So now they could just walk around buying other companies. Every other company is smaller than them. Uh, smaller than Ubisoft and fucking Activision. Like, so now they can just munch those little companies up, consume them, and then that's it. I mean, <laughs> why would anyone stop them at this point? Nobody's willing to. Yeah, I mean, th- that is... That's true. I just... I don't know. I, I would like to think... <laughs> I would like to hope. I love uh, you. Maybe this is. Just I love you my, and your hope, man. I was I love gonna you say maybe hope. it's just me and my. Uh, I love it. But, no, uh, I love it. I, I don't know. It's... It, it, it fills my heart with warmth. It does. Uh, <laughs> I, I. I just. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, w- I was just gonna say. I just. I. We are already starting to get the tricklings of the. Well, guess what? Surprise! Elder Scrolls Six is not coming to PlayStation. Yep. You know, uh, because they had said something. What was it along the lines of "We're going to evaluate it on a case by case basis"? 
uh, as to what would remain exclusive and what won't be. Um, they've signed the that what they they did the ten year exclusivity deal to where uh, PlayStation's still going to be getting Call of Duty games, but like that ten did. years. They didn't. I thought they did. That's the I thing. They, they initially PlayStation, they had offered it. No, but. they had offered it. But Sony was like, fuck you. You shouldn't have Activision, period. And then they all went to war about it. Because IGN just did a story about how the next DLC might be the last DLC that uh, PlayStation owners ever see. Because Sony never actually signed that fucking deal. Like, like, that was something that Xbox offered. But Sony never signed it because Sony was fighting them. There was never an acceptance of that deal. Microsoft has no obligation to put Call of Duty on this. Honestly, Microsoft is in a better position now than they were before the FTC decided to fight them because now the companies that fought them on it, they don't have to honor them because they won the deal without it. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, though, it really makes me wonder, because we've been talking uh, a lot uh, over the past few episodes about a potential, like, crash again yes. in the future. Yes. And I do wonder if Microsoft, or at least the Xbox division, is going to start getting to be a little too weighty to support itself. Um, I mean, yeah, sure. The, you know, they sell service now. They don't necessarily yeah. sell games. Yeah. And they got Big Daddy Microsoft backing Xbox, mm -hmm. but they apparently claimed that Microsoft and Xbox have their own money, that yeah. they don't, like, you know, trade off or, you know, nobody borrows from anybody else or yeah. anything like that. I don't find that very – I find that very hard to believe. Yeah. Um, but overall, like – we now have a plethora of studios owned by Microsoft. And we've still yet to really see something that's been a huge payoff yeah. for their purchases. I mean, even Starfield. Starfield uh, has not had the staying power as something like uh, Elder Scrolls or anything. Like, sure, yeah. Starfield has come out. Yes, it's still popular, but it's not what microsoft needed i think it was an okay game it was okay yeah i think personally i don't think microsoft needs it anymore uh i i see what you're saying i think microsoft would benefit from a triple a game crash and i think they know that because they have the money to sustain themselves to insulate themselves whether they're making any money or not uh whereas other companies out there don't they don't have that money uh to do that um, you think about Microsoft right now having all these studios and you think, oh, they've just got so many employees and stuff. They could just close studios now. It's, it's not like, it's not like if they decided tomorrow that they didn't want Obsidian anymore, Obsidian gets to be its own company anymore. No, they just close it down and fire the employees and take all their IP for themselves. Like that's the problem with being owned by a company is that company owns you. You're part of that company. You're just another division of that company, and they can, at any point in time, shut you down. I think that, like, they would almost benefit from a AAA game crash because they can have the money to win the AAA games co crash. They're the only ones with AAA games, you know? Um, there's, just, there's just so many connotations of bad that come from this. 
Uh, and I, I agree. I still fi find the triple... I mean, especially with the unionization going on right now, there's a lot of companies... Start, Avalanche just unionized. Uh, there's a lot of game companies that are actually starting mm -hmm. to unionize. And I think, on a whole, uh, the game industry cannot afford unionization. Uh, they spend too much money on the technology that goes into their games. They treat their people too poorly to justify that expenditure of money. Uh, and when all of a sudden they can't and they have to pay their developers twice as much because they're in a union, that's when we're going to see the fold. Because when EA has to start treating their, their, their people good, they won't be able to make games because the only reason they've been able to make these games is basically slave labor. Like, yeah, that might be too far. That might be a saltines comment. I'm not trying to compare it to slavery. They, well, they, no, they, I... they make a living wage, but like, and they, they have decent jobs, but they, they work them really hard. There's no repercussions for them getting for, there's no recourse for them getting fired. They don't have to give them severance. Uh, and while they, sometimes pay them fine. They don't pay them anywhere near what they deserve for the product. Uh, so you end up in this position where like, when those people stop working for you and you can't do that anymore, you think about the amount of money that they spend. Uh, I mean, all the money that they're spending from the making of it then is just being spent on the technology. It's not necessarily being spent on the developers. It's not necessarily being spent on like... Um, uh, incentives for them, you know, we already have heard that that kind of conditions aren't really great. So when you have to start paying your employees that, you can't put all that money into the R&D, and then all of a sudden your games have to go backwards, and they can't have their games go backwards anymore, you know? They've, they've built themselves into a corner, basically, and I think that I am for unionization in the gaming industry. I'm not a huge union fan. I'm on record for that. But like in this kind of situation, it's the recourse. It's the only recourse to f for the developers. And, and, and I'm not even talking about like the money. I'm talking about all the other shit, the sexual misconduct shit. Having a union will fight against that. Like that is something that you can you, you can leverage a union to help you stop that from happening. You know, you have an out, like when you have a union rep, you have an outside person who you can talk to, not HR in a company. And HR in a company is just there to make sure that the company doesn't get sued. You know, they're not there to help people or advocate for people. So, like, it's good that you've got this union because they have to have them. Well, you spoke the magic phrase. Oh, did I? You spoke the magi magic phrase of sexual harassment, uh, which is actually just going to lead us into the other larger bit of news. Oh, great. Um, there, this is good, though. This is good this time. There oh, have okay. actually been Usually. arrests made in the Ubisoft sexual harassment case. Good. Fucking good. Um, Sergey Haskaway, Tommy Francois, uh, and... Uh, couple other people all have been arrested in response to everything that happened over at Ubisoft. Good. Um, Fucking good. They all thought that they could bail out and just be done with it. Uh, Cause that's kind of a, uh, 
general running theme overall that yep. uh, it, it seems like has been going on is, mm -hmm. well, if there's an accusation or something going on, um, they just uh, kind of bounce on out of there Yep. and they should be good to go. But no, uh, these arrests uh, were made uh, over the October 3rd and 4th. Um, so, uh, let me see. I, I, cause I pulled up the actual article for this and just picking out bits and pieces of it. Um, they have said, uh, they've, they've done a, uh, they've done a survey and apparently 25% of the staff at Ubisoft has experienced some form of sexual harassment. Um, and uh, they're also alleging, too, that usual uh, Mo does know uh, about what the hell was going on at Ubisoft uh, as much as he claims to have not. All right. Shocker, I know. Well, let me say this. Uh, well, let me say a few things. Uh, first of all, um, sexual misconduct and sexual harassment just hits me in a way that makes my blood boil. I have a daughter. I, I picture myself and what I would do to a person if I found out they had in any way accosted my daughter. And uh, that just transfers. It's just waiting to bark until you've got that mic on. I, I know. It's just like he just sits here and stares like at and I the see red and then it barks. He, 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 he sees me getting ready to mute it, and I see him, and he's coming back. All right, while he's doing that, I'll finish my sentence, guys. I think that personally, this is something that I, I can't abide. I, I just, I, I can't. Uh, it's, it, it's something that, that drives me nuts, uh, and there's just no place for it. And the amount of people that get away with it is... Uh, infuriating absolutely infuriating uh not even to not even to talk about the people who use it like to get what they want and <clears throat> other people who then respond to it in weird terrible ways i think just as a whole when this kind of stuff happens in society it makes everybody more it causes everybody pain it causes everybody pain you know humans are a social society no matter how hermited you are you're going to be affected by this kind of shit that happens. I feel deep sadness when this shit happens. Uh, you guys have seen me get a little teary-eyed when we talked about everything that happened to that poor woman in Activision. Um, the idea that Yves Guillermo did not know about this and 25% of the staff have come forward saying that it exists is asinine. There's no way. You are either so out of touch with your company that you shouldn't run your company anyway, or you knew about it. It's that simple. Yeah. And I don't believe for a second that he's that out of touch. I believe he was covering, uh, and it's despicable and disgusting. And it, it is indicative of a group of people who get to a point in their life where they think that other people are pets to them or playthings or below them and their rights don't matter. And it it just drives me absolutely nuts. And what's even worse is these three people are going to stay in trial for it. And if they're convicted of guilty, they're going to get what? Like five years? Ten years? Maybe? Something Well, maybe like just that. a fine in minimum security prison. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, 
you know, you talk about, uh, not to get too heavy with this, but you talk about like a murderer taking a life. Life is, taking a life is terrible. But at the very least, the person who is dead does not have to suffer anymore. You sexually accost somebody, they have to live with that trauma for the rest of their fucking lives. Um, and you get to go to uh, jail for five years and then probably get out and get a nice consulting job. And uh, that kind of stuff just drives me nuts. So I hope they get the absolute maximum of the law. I mean, half the time, like you said, these people do not even get arrested. Bobby Kotick is still sitting in an ivory tower. Uh, so it is, I am, <clears throat> and, and where was this? Uh, was this Ubisoft Montreal? Was this in Canada? Uh, let me see if I can't pull it back up here. Um, I believe it was Montreal. Give me a second. See if it says in this article, it's from the verge. So, um, I'm assuming it is Montreal. Um, yeah, it doesn't say directly, but it's All right, saying we're going to say it's uh, Montreal. I'm going to say thank you to Montreal police for actually acting on this because American law enforcement has not acted on any of this shit uh, ever, from what I understand. Uh, at least in the gaming industry. So yeah, so I'm glad. Arrests were made and somebody's going to suffer for it. I, 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 I'm going to guess they don't get to suffer enough personally. So do you want to talk about things that aren't gross i mean we're it doesn't matter no we do a show Uh, about the gaming industry i mean there's there's one that's there's one that that the the next one's kind of funny okay it's kind of extra but it's kind of funny all right uh bring on some comedy i just talked about i just compared murder and rape so why don't Uh, we talk about comedy for a little while remember i said kinda remember i said kinda (laughs) um okay so uh the kinda is subjective i'm assuming yeah yeah um so people have been really uh pushing the guardrails on bing's uh ai image generation to see what it is that you can get away with um so that's one thing that all these companies have started to do now with all of their uh, AI generation, either be it the large language or models or image generation is trying to find some sort of uh, guardrails to put up. And uh, Bing's done an okay job with it, um, but apparently uh, people have found a way to generate images of Kirby doing 9-11. I like the silence. Um, <laughs> all right. I just want to really quickly address uh, anybody listening who is a person on this planet. AI can be really cool. It can be really fun. Stop ruining it for everybody. Okay? Just stop ruining it for everybody. Why is it every time we get a shiny new toy, somebody's got to like, like just fucking take it to this level and just ruin it for people. Like, it just drives me nuts. Stop. Please stop. Please stop ruining it for everybody. Just please. For for a second, when you're about to do something and giggle about it, think to yourself, is this... Is this maybe gonna ruin everybody's fun with this? And then don't do it. Don't do it. You know? You know, it's still... It, it kind of makes me think uh, to some degree, or at least remind me... Uh, 
funny enough, of that idea that I had one time for an episode where we really don't have anything to talk about to where we just do random uh, <laughs> gaming yeah, yeah, AI yeah. image generated yeah, things. We never did it because it would like. be visual only. It's very visual. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. We could do like a screen share or something like that. Yeah. So you would have to watch that episode. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's possessing people to, I mean, internet, uh, I guess internet. internet's going to internet. Internet's um, going to internet, man. I just, just please stop interneting so much, okay? Just like, I enjoy using AI because I can make pictures for my fun little stupid games. And mm -hmm. that's about to go away because people can't stop making Kirby do 9-11. Stop! So, uh, moving right along <laughs> to other things. Okay. Um, so, uh... It seems as Capitalist Raccoon has struck yet again. Oh, my God. Uh, in today. that uh, Animal Crossing is officially coming to Lego. Oh, yeah. I saw this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Capitalist Raccoon has struck once oh. more. Um, I, I feel like it's something that really fits. That really fits. Uh, there's a, there are some things that I'm like, why are you making Lego this? Uh, but there's other ones that are very much, yes, this this works. Right. This should be. This is going to be our disagreement of the night because I think this is stupid. Oh, really? Yes, is, it's stupid. Okay. You want to know why? Because Animal Crossing already exists in Lego. You can already build chairs and tables and shit and put them in fucking Lego. You don't need to put Animal Crossing in Lego. Like, it already is Lego. All yes. Animal Crossing is is being a guy who collects bugs and shit sells them to a raccoon for some inexplicable reason, and put shit in their house. That's Animal Crossing, guys. If you wanted me to boil down Animal Crossing, there it is. You're a weird hoarder kid who gets shit by collecting bugs and rocks and shit. That's it. That's all <laughs> Animal Crossing is. You talk to some animals, they give you a t-shirt every once in a while, that's it. That's it. That's all Animal Crossing is. Lego is already that. You already build shit. That's fair. You already hoard shit. You already put it in there, man. That's They've fair. They've got 9,000 sets. Like, I can already put all a bunch of hoarding shit in my house. Why, why do I awesome, like, just make the Tanuki figures and be done with it? Yeah, but where else can you get an official Tom Nook Lego figurine? It's, it's, it's just, it's just money, 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 money. That's, that's. So insane to me. It's, it is Capitalist Raccoon. I mean... Uh, so, uh, speaking of money, 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 I'm sure you absolutely heard of, uh, because I have no context for this individual, uh, but uh, pro wrestler Randy Orton apparently oh my paid God. someone I already know about this. <laughs> to basically level up his character in Elden Ring to level 100 because yep. he didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> one of the things I absolutely love about this is uh, Randy Orton is a WWE wrestler. He's been a WWE wrestler for I think about 20 years. He is something like a, I want to say like 12 or 13 time world champion. Very well-known WWE person. Cornerstone of that industry. He's currently been gone because of a neck injury that everybody thinks he's going to retire from. We're not sure yet. Uh, but he has been on paper of being a, a gamer. 
The thing about Randy Orton that I love about this is he is a heel. He's a really dedicated heel. Heel, for anybody who does not watch wrestling, is a bad guy. You're the bad guy. You want to make the crowd not like you, okay? That's what a heel is. He's a notorious heel, and he's crazy about kayfabe, which, again, another wrestling term for you. Kayfabe is the fake reality you you subject yourself to when you're watching wrestling. So, like, uh, how do I explain it? So, like, okay, so, like, if me and Neil were wrestlers, uh, and in the ring, Neil big-booted my wife in the face, and that started our feud, and we hated each other, uh, that's the kayfabe. Because in reality, you know, it was planned for him to boot my, my wife in the face, and we're playing video games and backstage. Like, that's, like, kayfabe is the fake reality, right? For wrestling. Mm -hmm. He subscribes to kayfabe. I was... Somebody told me about this, and I was like, dude, I'm telling you, I think Randy Orton did it on purpose because he's a heel. <laughs> like, that's how committed to being a bad guy is that he's like, yeah, I, I cheated at Elden Ring. Like, he's like, what would also make these nerds hate me? I cheated at Elden Ring. So you mean to say his character has ascended to, like, a fourth wall breaking yes. new meta level? Yes. He's, he's a new level of heel to where he's he's also a gamer, so he knows how much people love Elden Ring. So I think he was just like, yeah, I, I paid some gamer a thousand bucks to beat Elden Ring, and you guys are all bitches for not. And I'm like, I'm just sitting over here like, this is a work. He's the best fucking heel that has ever walked the planet. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Just like in the next week. And another thing. Episodes 1, 2, and 3 are way better than 4, 5, and 6. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. Pissing people yeah, off. That's the kind of thing Just Randy Orton would do. Definitely. Definitely. I think 100%. <laughs> I think he beat Elden Ring on his own, and he's just like, I'm going to tell all these motherfuckers I cheated at it. He's just that committed to the work. <laughs> uh, so, uh, one last one. I like to try to end it on a crazy random one uh, all the time here. Uh, there's a bakery that made a clicker from The Last of Us entirely out of bread. Um, what? This thing looks absolutely horrifying. I wish I would have saved an image of this uh, oh. to be able to send to you. Let me see if I can't uh, pull it up here real quick. The, yeah, it, the, the detail that somebody put into making this thing out of bread is insane. If you can pull it up, just share your screen so that people can see it. Because we talk too much about this visual thing. That's true. And if you're listening, go look up Last of Us Clicker Bread, I guess. Uh, so here, let me do, 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 do. How the hell do I share my screen? There it is. Do, 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 okay. Oh, good God. Yeah. Um, did it go away when I clicked over? No, you're good. Okay, it's still up. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got it all the way down to the teeth. Um, this thing horrifying. is absolutely horrifying. But it's all made out of bread, so it's scary, but so delicious. This is probably delicious. And there's too. other, yeah, there's other. So, like, they did, like, other fungus over here as well. <laughs> and then there's the full view of it, a front-facing uh, shot of it. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, cool. somebody is very, uh, very dedicated. Very committed. Very committed to clicker. It's uh, and the, I don't know if you can see it on here, uh, but the official name of the sculpture is called the Last of Crust. <laughs> Somebody likes puns. Somebody likes puns. Uh, all right. Well, that that was your last one. You said that was my last one. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna do plugs and we're gonna be done. I think I might just add that huge twenty-minute continental rant. Since we're gonna be so short, may as well. Be a normal show. Maybe a normal show. All right, go. Uh, pause. <laughs> Forgot to pause it. Horrible gaming podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of the show and the shameless self-promotion that comes with it. Neil, anything you want to plug? Yeah, so uh, we, uh, it's always weird to think about things in the past because uh, we record it. Oh, no, it's not going to be in the past, though. It's going to be in the future this time. Oh, man, this you're Thursday, having a hard time plugging this. I, I don't I really am. You're all because over Because I can't, I can't think on that level of time, time when means it comes nothing. out compared, <laughs> compared to when we do these things. Thursday... Uh, we are going to be doing this fantastic uh, slice of life game yes. yeah. with uh, Zach and uh, Wiz- Wizards Respite uh, mm-hmm. called Sunfish sitting there. It's yeah. just going to be a, this, just the best. I, I our our uh, D tw- our D fours have arrived uh, oh for it. I can't remember if Caleb mentioned that to you or not. Yes. Yeah. Well, she said that you ordered them. The ludicrous amount of D4s. So now we have all of the D4s that we will ever need in our entire lives. And then some for this game. Um, This is going to be very interesting because of the characters that we all decided to make. Yeah. Uh, Basically, we're going to be it's going to be an odd couple road trip. Yeah. And I'm really excited about it. It's very much just role playing. Uh, just very slice of life. There's no like magic or anything. It's just three. I wouldn't call them normal people, but three people just kind of get in a car and driving to see an eclipse. And it's going to be, uh, very interesting, I think, because they have serious issues that we're going to have to play through. Uh, and that is this Thursday, 9.30 p.m. Very excited about that. Uh, and we are playing Sunfish sitting there. And it has a lot of D4s, which I hate, but game is kind of <laughs> cool, so we'll play it. Um, <clears throat> as far as me for plugging, um, you know what I'm going to plug. I plugged it at the beginning of the show. I'm going to plug it at the end of the show because I, I want to make money off this. Uh, itch.io, single mod in the search bar. You're going to find my tabletop role-playing game system called single mod it is only six dollars uh only six uh and if you're on the fence about learning a new system and you are an rpg person uh, i'm going to be releasing a series of gameplay tours videos uh first one is 20 minutes and it covers character creation it should already be up uh at the time that you are listening to this so you could check that out and i'm going to do another one on you know gameplay another one on combat over the next like couple of weeks so please keep an eye out for those and check those out that's just really... your copy yes it and... looks like this there it is there it is thank you neil i appreciate it i think that other thing you need to know is we play a game already an actual play on that system every other wednesday uh and 
We're back this Wednesday on the tw uh, for the twelfth episode of Astral Drive. Myself was addressed by uh, Aether Dios and Philbilly three three zero. It's kind of a space fantasy insanity sort of thing. Uh, so please, please check that out. Other than that, we got a ton of stuff on the channel. Check it out. We got OMGM is still going strong. Prelude to Divorce is still going on. Redfall Down is back, baby, and it still oh, sucks ass. Uh, so I, I meant to mention to you uh, to interrupt the plugs here. Sure. Um, they've had another update come out mm -hmm. recently. Uh, it's apparently supposed to be the performance fix. Yep. We'll see. Um, but what's most important is this update apparently contains uh, edits to the mission table. So now it will show you what is critical path and oh, yes. what is the side mission. Let's get this <laughs> so shit we can done. Get fucking through. Get this shit done. No more looking for grandpa's watch. Let's get this shit yeah. done. Finding done. candles in a shed. There's, I, I think there's so many games that would be fun to play with you guys right now too. Yes. Like Party animals. Payday three would be really fun to play with you guys. Uh, but we're stuck in this fucking redfall down hellhole. Um, all right. So that's it, guys. Check out all of those things. We got it all over the channel. It's going to be a very busy week for streaming and gaming and all sorts of stuff. We have both TTRPGs and video games locked down. Check out everything we have to offer. You can also contact us on Facebook at OldManGamingDH, on Twitter at OldManGaming9. You can join our Discord. The link is in the description below. Influence this and all of our shows from there. And of course, as long as you keep watching and listen, we'll keep making them. We'll see you guys next time. Just closed with finger guns. That's, I was, that's, that's a newbie. New one. There you go. <laughs>